Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at the trumpet.com as well. All of our programming is available in podcast form. You can listen to it wherever you like to get your podcasts. What do you think of when you hear the name Satan? Many people have a cartoonish idea of the devil, maybe horns and a pitchfork and images like that. Others might think of horror movies and things of that nature. There's a lot of different ideas out there, but who is Satan? Where did he come from? What's he doing right now? And is he involved in your life? Now, the reason people have all sorts of wrong ideas about Satan is simply because Satan is an expert at causing confusion. He confuses people on many topics and especially about himself. Notice this passage in 1 Corinthians 14. We have several passages to look at today. If you have a Bible handy, please get it out. We need to understand this very important topic. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 33, it says simply, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So God's not the author of confusion. Satan is the author of confusion. Wherever there is God's truth and obedience to it, there will be peace. God's the author of that. But when there's confusion... When there is violence, when there is depression, when there are problems like that, that's where Satan is, because he stirs that up. Satan is the author of confusion. Are you confused about Satan and what he is doing, even specifically in your life? And again, this is something that applies to every single one of us. To really understand Satan, we have to understand his history Where did he come from? This is a quote from our correspondence course. This is the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. It's Lesson 6, and this is the message from the editor portion. It says, if you go back to the beginning, you'll see that this being was called Lucifer. And he, along with all of the angels, was happy and full of joy. There was no Satan, and there were no demons at that time. Lucifer and all of the angels were there at the creation of the universe. Lucifer means light bringer. And God intended to use him and the angels to bring light to the world and universe. What happened? Instead of fulfilling God's purpose for him, Lucifer became Satan the devil. He became our adversary, which is what Satan means. He is the adversary of God and man, and he is your adversary. Do you understand him like you should? I mean, just stop and think about that for a moment. Satan is our adversary. He's your adversary. He's my adversary. 
He's the adversary of all people. He's God's adversary. He is the enemy in our lives. We can easily have a problem and then look and think, well, maybe it's because of this or it's because of that and kind of look around at different things. But ultimately, it gets back to the fact that Satan is our adversary. Satan is the one that wants to cause sin, as we'll look at. He is our enemy. Satan the devil. He is your adversary and mine. And he's working very hard to destroy you personally and every human being on this earth. That's what he's doing today. And we'll see that more specifically as we go. See, that's not a cartoon, is it? That's not something that's silly or something that's imaginary or made up. That's very real. He's very real. And what he is doing has very real consequences. So, as we consider the history of this being, what happened to Lucifer to make him become Satan the devil? What happened to him? He didn't start out that way. He didn't start out as the adversary. He was actually to be a light bringer. But he ended up being an adversary. And why is that? He became the adversary. Ezekiel 28 and verse 14, it says, You are the anointed cherub that covers, and I have set you so. You were upon the holy mountain of God. You have walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. The correspondence course says here, God is reminding the devil of his history. God created him and set him in an exalted position, actually covering God's throne. He was at headquarters, watching God in action, learning from God. How much more of an opportunity could a person have than that? And what an opportunity to learn, to see how God operates, to understand his government, to understand his law, understand how to implement it, to be taught like that. And yet he turned. He turned against God. The quote continues and says, Then when God created the earth... He sent Lucifer, along with perhaps one-third of the angels, since one-third of them rebelled, to take care of it. Instead of doing that job, Lucifer deceived those angels, just as he deceives human beings today. He is a master deceiver. Satan is a master deceiver. He deceives. And that's why people don't understand who he is, because he's deceived them on that point. And they don't know who God is because he's deceived them on that point. And they don't know what the law is. They don't understand it. And they think maybe it doesn't matter if they keep it or not. He's deceived people on these points. He is a master deceiver. And notice what happened to him. Ezekiel 28 and verse 15. You were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created. Until what? until iniquity was found in you. Now, iniquity is a word that simply means lawlessness. I guess iniquity sounds a little less uh, evil. It means lawlessness. Lucifer broke God's law, and he rejected God's government. And if we look in our lives and we find areas where we're breaking the law, and we're not following the government, Well, then Satan has a foothold there. 
Satan has a foothold because that's how he operates. He operates through lawlessness. He operates through rebellion. And so that's something that, again, we have to consider, and then we have to really work to conquer him, and we'll talk about how to do that here in a moment. It's not an easy job. But we have to be honest with ourselves and take a look into our lives and say, am I obeying God in this area? And if I'm not, then what's going on? Then what is what is happening? Well, then, then you know Satan has a toehold, a foothold. The door is open, and he's causing confusion, and he's causing deception, and ultimately he's causing destruction. Notice what Satan is doing today. This is 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. We've looked at some of his history briefly. Created as Lucifer, a light bringer, trained, given an opportunity, and he rebelled against God's law. And he became Satan, which means the adversary, and he's your adversary, and he's God's adversary. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, here's what he's doing now. It says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. How come people don't understand God's truth today? Because Satan is the God of this world. That's what he's doing today. He rules this earth. He is the God of this world. Now, he will be replaced by Jesus Christ at his second coming. Christ is already qualified to do that. But he has not come back yet, although that time is getting very close. Currently, Satan is still the god of this world. That means people worship him. That fact might make people assume, you know, that only the really bad, quote-unquote, people worship Satan. It's easy to see somebody that has done something that's really horrific, and think, well, yeah, sure, you know, they're they're deceived. They're not doing good things. But it says Satan's a god of this world. The world, remember, he's a deceiver. He's a master deceiver. And he makes people think that there's a better way, that they can kind of go as they would view it, maybe their own way, not realizing that they're following Satan's lead. Religions, even, are deceived by Satan. They seem pretty righteous, don't they? If you see a, a you know a big religion and they put on a big show and you say, well, that's that's pretty good, and they talked about Jesus a lot, but Satan is a deceiver. Satan does not keep God's law, and he will not follow God's government. And so, wherever you see God's law not being kept or taught, Satan is ruling there. He's ruling there. Where God's government is not being followed, Satan rules there. Satan is the God of this world. So you have to take an honest look at groups and organizations, governments, yourself personally. Is the law of God being kept? If it is not, then Satan is ruling. Then he's ruling because Satan will not follow God's law and he will not follow his government. He's lawless. There was lawlessness found in him, and it is still in him. What does he broadcast? What does he teach? Well, it's confusion. 
and he does come as an angel of light. He does try to look good, and he is a master deceiver. But ultimately, what he teaches is rebellion against God's law and government. That's what he does, and he's got a thousand ways to get people to that point. Probably more than that. (laughs) Many, many ways to get people to that point, but his whole concern is that people break God's law. That's his main goal, because then he can get in there and rule them and ultimately destroy them. Satan does not keep God's law, and he will not follow God's government. Revelation 12 and verse 9, it says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceives the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him, or it should be demons, because they're demons now. Satan deceives the whole world. Satan and his demons are running wild on this earth. I mean, just check your headlines. If you can stomach them, they're hard to even read. I mean, just the basic headlines that you'll see on a news program or website. It's hard to even read them or watch them. They're so horrific. It's so horrific. The things that are going on, and now people might say, well, that's always gone on. That's true, but it's getting worse. It's getting worse quickly. Some of the things that people are doing to each other. Who's, who's the author of that? Who's behind that? Who's behind the murder and the thievery and you, know, you name it? Well, it's Satan because it's breaking God's law. It's breaking God's law. The correspondence course says, if you break God's law, then you're going to pay a penalty. Because of his lawlessness, Satan is deeply discouraged and depressed. But he has deceived the whole world into disobeying God's law and deceived them into thinking that his lawless way is the path to happiness and joy. Actually, it is the path to unhappiness and depression, the path to violence and war. Just look at the world. What path are we on? It's violence and war. Some countries that's happening right now where there is actual violence and war and other places where it's definitely being threatened and happening, if, if not on a mass scale, certainly it's happening in different pockets. I mean, you know full well there are cities in America you wouldn't go into right now or parts of cities. Why not? Because of the lawlessness. Because of breaking God's law. How come... People wouldn't go into a high crime area. Well, the obvious answer is because they don't want the crime. But what is crime? It's the breaking of law. It's lawlessness. People say, well, I don't don't care. I'm going to steal something. So they steal. And then if somebody tries to stop them, they murder. They take what they want until somebody bigger and stronger comes along and takes from them. It's just the breaking of God's law. And so cities turn into war zones. And then sometimes countries turn into war zones because of law-breaking. Violence and war, the quote says, do you see a lot of that in the world today? Do you think God is that way? I mean, who is the God of this world? Is, does the true God, is he the one that makes war between people and 
all this terrible violence and crime and perversion. That's not God's way. God's way is peace. What about all the depression in this world? Where does that come from? It comes from Satan. God's not discouraged. Says, no, God is full of joy, full of love and happiness. And it says, even if we are breaking God's law out of ignorance, that lawlessness still takes its toll on our lives. We are still paying the penalty. But when we keep God's commandments, we are blessed and enjoy a peace beyond understanding. I would imagine you would like more peace in your life. I think everybody would. More peace. How do we get that? By keeping God's law. By following his government. By not letting Satan have a foothold through lawlessness. Notice Revelation 12 and verse 12. It says, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. He doesn't have a long time. Jesus Christ will return and replace him, thankfully. But until that time comes, he is violently, violently attacking on this earth and trying to get as many people to be lawless as possible so he can destroy them. See, we have to believe God's word. It says here, Satan's full of wrath. We just read it. It says that he's confined to this earth with his demons, and he's working to deceive everyone into breaking God's laws. And there's woe. His end goal is to destroy every human being. Why? Because Satan hates God, and God's plan is to reproduce himself in mankind. And if people hear that, they hear that God's reproducing himself in man, often they'll say, that can't be true. They're kind of hostile to it. Why? Because Satan's hostile to it. He's hostile to it. He hates that. And so he's working to deceive people and to get them to break the law. If he can get people to break the law, then he can, he can get in there and cause a lot of problems. So what are we to do? I mean, what, what are, are we helpless in this? We're not. We're not, thankfully. But without God, we are. Notice James 4, verses 7 through 10. Some clear instruction here. It says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We have to be willing to do that. Submit ourselves to God, and then resist Satan. And he'll flee. And we have to do it in the right order. We can't resist the devil on our own. We have to submit to God. Verse 8, it says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. See, that's that was pretty strong language, right? I mean, it could be offensive, I guess, to some. Uh, nobody likes to be called a sinner, but without obeying God, if we're not following God, if he's not leading us, well, what are we? I mean, that's that's what happens. Everybody has sinned except for Christ. We have to repent of that. It says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. See, we can't conquer Satan on our own. We have to, first of all, know who he is, know what he's doing, and then resist that. Draw close to God first and resist the devil, and he will flee. We need to understand this in this very dangerous time in which we live because Satan is still very much the God of this world. 
You can learn more about this by getting the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. It's free at thetrumpet.com, Lesson 6. Uh, and all the lessons are very helpful. Also, Mystery of the Ages talks about Satan. Who is he? What is he up to? What are the demons up to? It gives a lot more biblical understanding on that as well. It's a very important topic for us to understand. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. Thanks for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.